Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment, incredible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting. I am Tom Barton of the Sports Garden Network. Hashtag SGN on all the social media platforms out there, the X, the Twitter, Facebook, and all of it. Go check us out at sportsgarden.com as well. We are here to another week of the NFL, and this week we do have bye weeks. Last week, there was it was one of those cool situations. In the middle of the week, everybody was playing. Um, it seemed like there was very little injuries going into the week. This is completely different. There are, if you're a fantasy player or a daily fantasy player, pay really close attention. A lot of player injuries. A lot of quarterbacks went down last week. A lot of quarterbacks shake up. We have the trade deadline on Tuesday. A lot of teams sitting on bye week. So this is a crazy week for shakeups. And you look at the lines this week, you'll see a lot of two and a halfs and two and a halfs and two and a halfs, three, two and a half, three. It's one of the weeks that could crush your bankroll if you're not smart and you're not really paying attention. So make sure that you pay attention today. We'll navigate you through the waters. This is a bad week for a lot of the public, and I expect it to be a slaughter kind of week for a lot of the public out there that have not been paying attention to a lot of the news. Things that fall through the cracks. Look, we talk about the trade deadline. Yeah, Josh McDaniels getting fired in, in Las Vegas. That's going to be huge, okay? But the fact that he alluded to, well, maybe he might, uh, well, well, the uh, team alluded to, maybe they might start Aiden O'Connell. That's something to look at. Uh, Joshua Dobbs now going to Minnesota. Will he have a ramp-up time? Is he going to be able to start right there? And then Minnesota uh, takes on Dobbs. But wait a minute, what about Arizona? They're saying maybe it's going to be Toon, uh, but Murray might be the guy. So there's a lot of unknowns even at the quarterback position. Kenny Pickett tomorrow night is saying, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to play, but he was ramped up on Tuesday and then had to pull it back a little bit. Wednesday's practice went a little bit differently. So you're looking around the league. Dan- Daniel Jones is a guy saying he's going to come back. We don't know if he's fully going to come back. A lot of shakeup, a lot of shakeup at the quarterback position, a lot of uncertainty going into this week. The trade deadline did bring Washington uh, to its knees, basically. They traded both of their big, tough defensive linemen, and that's not going to really move the line all that much because it's not a big-name guy, but I think it should move the line. That is a big job right there and all of a sudden you go yeah it's one of the the spots that Washington was able to control that's something to pay attention to as well we've watched guys in the past move during the trade deadline and we we don't realize the impact that they'll have until later on and that's kind of where we're at right now let's see how quickly these guys can assimilate right after the trade deadline and let's see the quarterbacks this is going to be a very 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 tough week but stick with me I'm going to make you some money this week we start with Thursday night, and the Thursday night contest, like I said, we are not sure about the quarterback. Look, we know Will Levis came in. He looked really good. It looks like it's going to be the Will Levis show probably from here on out, but at least for this Thursday. He looked fantastic when he came in. The Titans' offense put up their second-most yards in a game this season. Levis threw for more touchdowns than Ryan Tannehill threw all year. The Steelers are still two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The prevailing thought is that Kenny Pickett's going to play, and you talk to, uh, you see the, the conversations with Kenny Pickett, and talking to people from the Steelers, they said, yeah, he's going to be okay. But I don't love the idea that Kenny Pickett is out there with a rib injury. I mean, that could affect your momentum. That can affect your throwing movements. 
I almost think that they might be better off just throwing Mitch Trubinsky for a game, but it looks like Kenny Pickett's going to try to be a gamer here. The total is set at 36.5, so you know that they're not expecting too much offense, but Will Levis kind of changes things, doesn't he? Will Levis changes your opinion if you love the Titans, and a lot of people do. Now, all of that being said, we're focused on the quarterbacks, quarterbacks, and quarterbacks. Minka Fitzpatrick being out is a huge, huge, huge blow if he is indeed out. Look, it looks like he's leaning to be out for the Steelers. He's their number one guy. Now, we do know that they dare you do the, the Pittsburgh Steelers to sort of, um, you know, attempt to run on them, right? They, they dare you to do that. Tennessee is going to want to run. They don't want to go to the air. But now with Will Levis, there is a different wrinkle, right? I mean, there is a different idea that maybe they can go to the air. On the other side, we know, and I've said this at nauseum, that the Tennessee Titans dare you to pass. They dare you to throw the ball. Well, Kenny Pickett with bad ribs is going to have to throw the ball. It's a tough game. Normally, I love Mike Tomlin. I love Mike Tomlin at home. I love Mike Tomlin at home under a field goal. And I like Mike Tomlin at home under a field goal in prime time. Nine times out of ten. Tennessee is interesting. Then you have to start to play up to the idea of Will Levis. People are drooling over Will Levis. He is still a backup quarterback. He is still a young quarterback going up against this defense. And you wonder how much the line really shifted because, oh, well, people like Will Levis as opposed to if this was Ryan Tannehill. I honestly believe that if this was Ryan Tannehill and Kenny Pickett got the start, I think it's three and a half. I think Will Levis and the the uproar of what he can be has people leaning the Titans a little bit more than I guess maybe they should be. Then we have another international game starting off 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Miami, Kansas City, good game here, right? I mean, a good international game. They're getting a gem. Here we go. The Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorite. The prevailing thought here that you continue to see and you continue to see money pouring in on the Chiefs is that, well, the Chiefs don't lose two games in a row. Total set at 50-and-a-half. Miami has played well this year. They have a nice sparkling record. But the two games, the two games that they played upper-level competition – They lost both, and I know that the Eagles game was kind of controversial. I get that. They got blown out by Buffalo. I don't think this Kansas City Chiefs team is the same Chiefs team we're used to. Nick Bolton is on the uh, IL. That is a big problem. That's an issue on their defensive side. Offensively, look, they couldn't get a lot of things working in a few games this year. It's not just one. Remember what they did against Jacksonville. So you could talk to me about how good both of these teams are, but both of them, when tested, both of them sort of failed. I think Miami and the offense of Miami is still going to have some kind of success. But Patrick Mahomes was sick. It was cold. It was a road game. They did have the 16 in a row kind of do factor. Patrick Mahomes is also 19-6-1 against the spread when he's giving three points or less. Look, this is a guy that just comes out there and actually just performs just as you need to. It wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs won this game by like one point. I look at the total of 50 and a half. The Dolphins defense is bad, but I've said all year, once they start getting healthy, they'll be a lot better. Xavier Howard coming back, Jalen Ramsey coming back. He made an immediate impact. I think the Dolphins' defense is better than people are giving them credit for. And I think that the Chiefs' defense is still really good, even without Nick Bolton. It wouldn't surprise me if this giant shootout that everybody thinks is going to be a huge shootout, 50 and a half or 51 points, uh, goes under. I wouldn't be shocked. But again, hey, I think we all want to see an explosion kind of game uh, over there to, to give to our, our fans in Europe. Hey, look at this, this real NFL and watch it go to like 35-34 or something like that. Rams, Packers. Rams, we don't know about Matthew Stafford. And Jordan Love, we're starting to know about him. Packers are two-and-a-half-point favorites here. We're starting to know all about what Jordan Love is, and he's just not good. 
I didn't think he was going to be good. I told you guys he wasn't going to be good. Green Bay is on a four-game losing streak. They have failed to put up 200 yards of offense last week against Minnesota. I know Minnesota's defense is coming around, but Love is just terrible. I mean, Love had a, a QBR of like, of like 17 on the year. He looks awful. So what can you count on here? I still think Minnesota's defense is going to be pretty good. I still like Minnesota's um, their, their wide receivers. I, I still think that they have playmakers in TJ Hawkinson. I, I don't know who's necessarily going to be throwing the ball <laughs> right in this spot. Um, uh, you know, uh, for uh, for I'm sorry, I, I meant to say the Rams. I don't know who's going to be throwing the ball for the Rams. I love uh, what they have here when you're talking about Cup and Puka, and I love the offense. I love the weapons that they have. But I don't know who's going to be throwing them the ball. If Stafford starts this game, this will be one of my better plays of the week. I think the Rams are going in there and winning this game if Stafford starts. If Stafford doesn't start, I can't go with this game. Yeah, I don't, And you just can't go with Green Bay with Jordan Love right now at all in any spot. Tampa Bay, Houston. Texans came back down to earth a little bit, but they are still two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Bucs have an extra rest because they played on Thursday night. C.J. Stroud, uh, look, I, don't, I didn't think that he was going to be it kind of infallible, but I expected a lot better game than what we watched. And maybe it was just one of those off games. He just looked bad. He just looked out of sorts. And I wonder if now there's tape on him. Tampa Bay's defense is the best defense in the NFL when you get into the red zone. That could be a major advantage for Tampa Bay. I know they can't run the ball, but I do like their pieces. I do like their parts. I do like that they had a little rest. The Bucks make some sense here. Washington, New England, Patriots are about a three-point favorite. And I just told you, Washington lost their two big defensive linemen. And I kind of lean New England anyway. New England is getting better. Their offense looks a little bit better than it had been. Stevenson looks like he's finding his role, finding his footing. I know they lost a wide receiver, which was huge. But they're not a big passing team anyway. Defensively, I like what's coming back. Jones is coming back. They got J.C. Jackson. He's coming back. Uh, look, I look at this and I go, Sam Allen's been fantastic and he's putting up big yards. But here we go, right? I mean, this is Belichick against a rookie quarterback or, uh, you know, a young quarterback. I, I just, I know that I should not keep getting burned with New England, but I just simply cannot not go with New England in this spot. Losing Chase Young, losing Montez Sweat, the fact that you're on the road, the fact that you're, you're, you're kind of reeling here and now Sam Allen up against his defense after a tough loss against Philly that they really wanted – I think they're a little overgrown, and I, I think that New England probably is just going to burn my money one more time. I'm believing that Belichick has the magic. Moving on and off of that New England game, uh, you continue to see these small spreads, but here's a big one. The Saints are now seven and a half point favorites over the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields is going to sit down this one, and Badgett is going to be in there. Look, New Orleans is good, right? I mean, they are good, and, and that's what they are. They're just good. They're not great. They're good. They have a good running game. I like Kamara. I like the running game. I like what Taysom Hill has been doing. They have guys that can catch the ball. Shahid and Olave and Michael Thomas. But they're just not utilizing them to the full extent. Defensively, this is a good team. Again, not a great team, but they're good. Uh, you look at this and you go, why are the Bears only getting seven and a half? I guess that's one way to look at it. But look, the reality is, is that the Saints are just good. They're not great. They're just good. There's been so much before the season, I talked about in the pregame show, uh, the preseason show, so much made about how bad the quarterbacks that they have faced have been, and they have faced terrible quarterbacks. The Saints are a 500 team that has faced bad quarterbacks, but here's the thing. They're facing another bad quarterback here. I want to take the Bears with the points. I really do, but I can't do it. Not on the road, not in this spot. Minnesota, Atlanta, here we go. I just mentioned I like the pieces of Minnesota, but I don't know who's going to be throwing the ball because of the trade. I got a, a little ahead of myself there. It's the same thing here. Falcons are four-point favorite. Taylor Heineke probably going to be the starter, although Desmond Ritter doesn't lose here. 
35 and a half is the total. Absolutely ridiculous. I know that Minnesota's defense has been a lot better, and we expect running, 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 but not from Minnesota. They just don't run the ball. So they're going to be completely out of sorts. I mean, they're going to be in a situation where you don't even know what to do in this spot. The Falcons, I don't trust their head coach, uh, but I don't trust Minnesota's quarterbacking situation, at least until I know more information on it. Highest spread of the weekend, Arizona-Cleveland. The Browns are seven and a half point favorites. Arizona, like I said, we don't know if Toon's going to be in there. We don't know if Murray's going to be in there. And I don't know when we're going to know. I don't know if it matters, though. Look, for the Browns, it might be Deshaun Watson, but it might be P.J. Walker. Guess what? They've been terrible. Total is set at 38 and a half as well. It doesn't matter if it's Watson or Walker. This is just running game, running game, running game, and who plays better defense. Cleveland at home plays better defense. Cleveland has the better running game. You got to lean Cleveland. I just don't love laying more than a touchdown in a quarterback situation. That's a coin flip. Seahawks are getting five and a half against the Ravens. Ravens in Baltimore. Um, Look, the Seahawks are going back and forth. They're playing two good defensive teams in a row. But one of the things that we know about Pete Carroll, he really, really has success. He's won 15 in the last 18 when he or covered 15 in the last 18, when he goes from west to east. And a lot of teams can't do that. A lot of people can't do that. You look at the Ravens, and the Ravens, uh, it's not even game to game. It's quarter to quarter. They look great against the Cardinals for a quarter, and then they look terrible. They didn't even put up 300 yards of total offense against them. I can't lay points with them in this spot. I think their defense is fantastic. Roquan and Queen are great, and I love what Lamar Jackson's doing. But I don't love them in this spot because I do think the Seahawks are kind of that dark horse. I think the Seahawks are a legitimate legitimate Super Bowl contender right now. And I said that a couple of weeks ago. I'm starting to see them round into form. Indianapolis, Carolina. Carolina got the monkey off their back of the O-wins, zero-win kind of situation. I wonder if it was just a aberration or not, but they are two-and-a-half-point favorites um, or two-and-a-half-point underdogs. So it's still right there. Do you believe that they're going to win at home? The Colts do some good things. The Colts uh, have some offensive weapons. Taylor could go crazy here. This is a situation where you look at and you go, yeah, they've done some good defensive things, but, man, they've gotten absolutely crushed defensively over the last two games. In the last two games, they've allowed 77 points. Their defense has just gone away. Now, Zaire Franklin is banged up as well. Indianapolis allowed 511 yards to the Saints. I mean, this is just a rough spot. I wonder if going from Frank Reich to Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator, calling plays really up to Carolina or not. I'm willing to pay to let's see if it was real. I think that Indy's defense has to step up. If Franklin's in here, I think you got to lean Indy. Game of the week, Dallas is getting two and a half points against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts has been really good at times, but Jalen Hurts also looks injured at times. Dak Prescott, he has absolutely exploded against the Eagles, and he might be playing his best football in a while here. The Eagles just got destroyed by Thomas Howell, by uh, Sam Howell, 472 yards. And you look at what the Cowboys have done, 132 points in three games with Prescott under center against this Eagles team. I, I, I'm looking at this, and I'm saying, I know that the Eagles have good defensive players, but they haven't shown good defense. Neither of the Cowboys. I think both teams score here. Total is 46. That might be the play. Raiders with a new coach, three-point favorite over the Giants at home. New head coach, you wonder if it's a new quarterback. They got to get Devontae Adams involved. You got to get Josh Jacobs involved. Daniel Jones should be coming back for the Giants, so that adds that. Why touch this game? This is ugly. This is gross. You want to go with the motivation of the Las Vegas Raiders, who stepped up a couple of years ago under an interim head coach, but I think a lot of that was because of Derek Carr. I don't trust either one of these teams. Bills, Bengals, I said that Dallas-Philly was game of the week. All right, maybe this one is game of the week if you really want to argue it. Bengals are a two-point favorite, two-and-a-half in some spots against the Bills. Um, the Bills got to be thinking of themselves. We, we don't know what's going on again. Here we go, right? Cincinnati should really explode again. 
offensively. They have been really good now that all of a sudden Joe Burrow is getting healthy. And the Bills are still missing Milano, still missing Tredavious White. They didn't do anything at the break to uh, the deadline, I should say, over the break to go out there and get better. But the Bills have that motivation. They also have 10 days to prepare for this. And they have that motivation that the Bengals actually shut them down last time they saw them. I think Josh Allen has a good game. I think Joe Burrow has a good game. I think that this could be a real fun one. Finally, the Monday Nighter. Chargers minus two and a half against the Jets. Jets have great defense. I mean, there's nothing that you could say. Williams and Williams and Sauce, they have a great defense, but their offense just can't do anything. I couldn't believe they couldn't do anything against the Giants. Now, it has been Brees Hall, Brees Hall, and Brees Hall, but you got to get Garrett Wilson involved. Somehow or another, the Jets won that game last week and pushed for my bet. Somehow or another, that wound up happening. The Chargers, look, the Chargers are getting better. They got James is getting healthy, and Eckler is now healthy. But there's still something missing. There's still something weird about what the Chargers are doing. The Chargers let the Bears hang in this. For some reason, the Chargers every year seem to sort of play down to their competition. If they are playing down to a road team and giving points against the Jets in this spot, the Jets are going to win the game. If the Chargers play any relevance of any sort of or just uh, up to their potential, the Jets could get blown out here. Tough Monday night game. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. The trade deadline was a lot of fun. Go out there and make some money this week. I give you my best bet every single week. And, yeah, I'll take that uh, that over. I think that you you look at uh, what Philly and Dallas can do. Give me the over 46 points in Philly and Dallas. Have a very good weekend, everybody. Enjoy and make a lot of money. We'll be back, and you can bet on that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.